This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey there, everybody. This is Chris. Ahoy, hoy. This is Jesse. Which, that's appropriate for tonight. Right? Alexander Graham Bell. Yes. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the telephone. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, hello, gentlemen. Welcome. Haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. So, yeah, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I hope so. I hope our listeners think so too. So, welcome back, listeners. Thanks for listening. We appreciate we, you listening to the Premier Geology Podcast. Well, summer hiatus. We're still around. Yeah. Oh, uh, summertime. We got to do yeah, research. We, we went out to do field work and got lost. We did. Yeah. We're back. Research, air quotes, research. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We're back and ready. Rip, rip, warm, ready to go. Feels good to be back. Yeah. So, what are we yeah. talking about? About uh, all of a sudden, I got a, a boot. Can- Canadian accent there for a ah, second. Eh? What are you talking about, eh? Um, we are going to talk about some people that uh, drilled into some mantle rock. What? what? Yeah, yeah. So, um, like the stuff over your fireplace. This- well, my mantle over the fireplace. That's dad joke number one. So if you're playing the geology flannel cast drinking game, uh, take your first sip because Steve made his first dad joke. Uh, well, if you're a Patreon listener, Jesse had a good dad joke earlier. So Jesse did have a good dad joke. <laughs> and I know he came up with that. Did you did you hear that before or was that? I I mean, I feel like. Credit where credit's due. Is that original yeah. or is that? I'm sure it's got, I, I'm sure I've heard it somewhere. <laughs> you talking about the barium one? The barium mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I that's got to be that can't be original. Anyway, yeah. So that's a, just a nice little plug for our Patreon too. So if if you like us and you want to help us out, sponsor the podcast, that'd be fantastic. You can check us out on patreon.com slash, slash geology flannelcast. Very good. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Just trying to direct the, the listeners a little bit more, you know. Yeah, you, you know. Patreon.com, but the better site's patreon.com slash geology final cast. All right. So circling back, what are we talking about? Um, so this is a this happened back in June, but um yeah, we're recording this. It's August 17th right now, but geologically speaking, you know, it's blink of an eye since it happened. Not not even. <laughs> not a, not even a tenth of a blink of an eye. Okay. So uh Back in well, it started well. Okay, so let's can, let's can do we, the background first. Yeah, let's circle back. So when yeah. we say mantle, I, I made the joke about fireplace mantle, but when we're talking about mantle, we're talking about basically a layer of the earth that takes up the biggest volume of the earth. So yes. what we're what we're sitting on right now, currently, at least I am, is the crust. And yes, speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for yourself. Jesse's in a bunker somewhere. Jesse could be in the mantle. I don't know. But uh, Jesse's sitting on a no feel late right now. Yeah. <laughs> to be more specific, I'm sitting on continental crust. Um, and continental crust, the average continental crust thickness is uh, like 38, 39 kilometers thick. So pretty, pretty darn thick. But then we also have the oceanic crust which is about six to seven kilometers thick 
on average. Now, obviously, that varies depending upon where you are. So when we say somebody drilled into the mantle, you're talking they they went pretty darn deep. Now, there are well, areas of the crust okay. that get thinner, yeah. and obviously, that would make the most efficient sense to go there. So I, I just wanted to put that in perspective, where, where yeah. we're saying the mantle. So we have the crust, then you have the mantle, then you have the outer core, inner core. I mean, obviously, there's more specific layers like the asthenosphere and things like that. So I'm that's what sure. I'm shooting. I'm shooting for the outer core. That's what I'm going for. Thirty nine hundred kilometers or twenty nine hundred. No, go 30. big or go home. Yeah. See you later. Um, so this article or well, OK, so I guess uh, well, actually, before we get into the article, what yeah, is talk, it? This is like the Holy Grail. This so is drilling. just about. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was ah. that. <laughs> I that, you took the words out of my mouth. I was just <laughs> going to say this is like drilling down into the mantle is like the holy grail of geology. One of the holy grails, right? So they've tried it. I mean, we did an episode on the um, oh geez, what was the 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 Russian borehole, the super cola, the cola, cola, cola yeah. borehole, yeah, yeah. Where they, where they opened it up and heard ghosts come out of it or something. Yeah, I was going to say they, can't, they, can't drill. It's haunted. Mantle's they, haunted. They, they went right into hell. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> Released the uh, evil demons and yeah, coming right out of there. Um, or just but, physics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the geo. Obviously, that's where the Ghostbusters keep their caught ghosts. Yeah. But those, they, for the Cola Super Deep Borehole, they went, I want to say, oh man, it's been, a, it's been a little while since we've done that episode. Did they go 40,000 feet? Yeah. 40, 30, yeah, 39, 40. And it got too yeah, hot because so of the geothermal gradient. Yeah. And so basically, okay. So they, yeah, they 40, were going 40,000, yeah, 40, Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So that was an engineering feat because yeah. I mean, just, yeah, like just said, the geothermal gradient, basically the rock down there started getting gummy and it was just an engineering nightmare to, to drill down any, any farther. Yeah, it started melting like the drill bit because it was so hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and so they didn't hit the they didn't hit the mantle rock. They were yeah. just in in they were still in in um in the crust. But like I said, that was continental crust. They were up uh they were where it was uh basically northwest like the northwest corner of Russia. Yeah, yeah. Just for, the, just for reference, that was episode one hundred and eight, recorded back in September of twenty twenty one. Yeah, the, the Kola Peninsula. Yeah, so we're talking two years ago. Wow, doesn't seem yeah. like that long ago. Is that when we talked about Project Mole Hole, or did we do our own episode on Project Mole Hole? I, I, I think, don't think we we've did. ever done it. We haven't done an episode strictly on the Mole Hole. So we do. We might have done a Patreon extra on Mole Hole. Maybe we've talked about it before. Mm, we're going to yeah. talk about it today, though. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, I won't jump the gun then. All right. Um, so. That's the uh, so if you want to drill into the mantle, you probably want to do it in oceanic crust. All right. But there's a whole thing. It's just a little bit trickier to, you know, drill into oceanic crust because depending on where you're at, you may or may not have 12,000 feet of standing water to go through first. And it's a uh, it's a whole production to drill. It's actually I think it's an engineering marvel. The fact that we are able to drill 
go through 12,000 feet plus or whatever of the ocean water column and then start drilling because you have to keep that ship still and it's uh the ship can't be drifting around and it's just uh, the engineering behind that alone is is pretty wild and um so that's what this uh this article about is about uh geologists back back in june of 2023 aboard the uh the joides resolution which is a uh it's a research vessel drilling research vessel um it does uh it's done a lot of work all over the world basically just yeah yeah sails <laughs> everywhere I'm, I'm wearing my uh joy i actually wear my joides resolution shirt right now for this podcast in honor vessel for the international ocean discovery program iodp yeah. Yes. Um, so, anyways, you wanna you wanna start drilling out in the ocean, and uh, that's what this uh, this story is all about. Is uh, it's drilling, uh, geologists drilled down, and they actually uh, brought back the most amount of mantle rock ever. So, I want to be by what I do. I, I kind of want to preface it by saying they did not drill into the mantle oh there's an area uh, what yeah yeah, yeah they, all right, they, let's they just end this podcast right now well i'm just want to be just <laughs> transparent all right and just <laughs> no I'm, I'm kidding i obviously knew that but no that um, that it, it it is a little disappointing that you know so i like just i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna I, pause you right say. here has the holy grail been attained then no, no all right no no it has not it has not because you got to go through the moho. We'll get into what the moho means in in a, in a, in a couple minutes. But um, so um, me. <clears throat> I was when I was looking this up. There, it's a little deceiving when you when you look up if, uh, this this story because a lot of people are like the the headlines make it seem like they geologists drilled into the into the mantle. It's clickbait. They didn't go into the mantle. What they had was there was. Um, uh, some rock that had been uh we're in the uh the atlantic ocean at the uh mid-ocean ridge right and so we have a divergent plate boundary there and that is where you're going to get the thinnest of yep. the oceanic crust so the oceanic crust is already thin to begin with but at uh but at your divergent boundary it's going to be the yeah, you're actually you're actually getting mantles spewing up yeah. And so we do get situations where we do get mantle rock coming up and we have it on, on the continents. Uh, you can get in volcanoes, you can get chunks of uh, the ch- volcanoes can actually spit up pieces of, of mantle rock. Um, right. Mostly from hot spots. Yeah. Hot spots. Um, you can get, uh, let's see, do you get mantle rock coming up from, you do uh, from, from Kimberlite pipes. Or, yeah. Right? Yeah, you get little xenoliths. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because the diamonds come coming from the from the mantle. Yeah. Um. Where else? Oh, ophiolites, as well. Yeah. And that's. And we got ophiolites are basically it's it's a, a sliced off chunk from uh, the mantle and tectonically it kind of gets there and and we have there's some um some well known ophiolites uh California so, Gypsy New York. Yes, oh, there is one there. Yeah, right by the bridge. Yeah, so the you know an ophiolite too. One of the the main ways they work is if you have a subduction zone, right? The the ocean crust that's subducting, the ocean plate that's subducting, 
the top layer of it or part of it is getting scraped off and sort of collecting in the accretionary wedge or the accretionary, the melange wedge or the accretionary prism. And sometimes that accreted material, well, sometimes, you know, the ocean crust and part of the mantle gets scraped as well. And then that part of the wedge gets pushed upwards, gets obducted, which is the opposite of subducted. There you go. There's your vocabulary word for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Obducted. Don't, don't, I'm going off memory, so don't Google it. Just trust me. (laughs) You should probably Google it. Just always. (laughs) And then send us an email. Jesse at. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Uh, I nailed, I just Googled it. I'm right. Yes. Okay. Well, then he's right. Don't just go. Boy, don't doubt yourself, man. Don't doubt yourself. (laughs) Same face. So, um, all right. So this, uh, this, this borehole that was being drilled, um, uh, with, like I said, along the, the, the name of the ship is the Joides resolution. Uh, like I said, they didn't technically drill into the mantle and it's also not the deepest ever drilled beneath the ocean floor. Um, but like I said, they found this, like this tectonic window. Um, and so, they, they knew about this and they it basically sounds like they said, okay, listen, let's work smarter, not harder. We know that the mantle rock is, you know, it's been, it's been lifted up, pushed up uh, in, in this area here. Let's go, go see, you know, see what we can, uh, what kind of trouble we can get ourselves into, see how much we can, we can pull it up. So that area, the, the mantle rock has been pushed closer to the, the surface of the ocean floor along the, the mid ocean Ridge. Yep. Do you know the the name of that rock that got pushed up? Um, why don't you tell me? I don't. Know. It's called the Atlantis Massif. So oh, I'm I not, did see that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's Atlantis. I'm just saying it's right there in the name. So we found two birds with one stone. Got mantle rock and found Atlantis. So you're saying Atlantis subducted into the mantle? Probably. That's why. I <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it first here. Yeah. So yeah, it's anyway. So it's a big massive, yeah, pushed up rock. Yes, that's. Sorry, it just. Oh, it's good. Uh, so uh, they started drilling on May first, and basically they're they're drilling for a month, and um. So, uh, whenever it's always a. It's always kind of hard to drill into mantle rock, and um, actually, the record, the previous record for drilling into mantle rock, was in the 1990s, and uh, they went down a tenth of a mile. <laughs> so, what's it? 500 feet? It's like yeah. It's yeah, like, uh, yeah. So uh, that's nothing. That was the record, though. Um, but uh, these guys went a little bit farther this time. Uh, they actually went 4,157 feet. So that's a nice, uh, that's nearly a mile. They went down into, to mantle rock. So that's, uh, you know, kind of blowing the previous record out of the water. So, okay. So let's ask, ask this question. Why, why are we doing this? Are we just doing this just because we like digging holes, like drilling holes or, or, you know, what, what can we learn? about this mantle rock. There's a, there's a lot you can learn actually. 
it's not just like, oh, it's pretty cool. Let's just see, you know, it's, let's just, you know, keep on learning what's down in the mantle. No. Well, yes, but um, <laughs> they're, they're looking at how, looking specifically at chemical reactions in mantle rock and water and how it could have given life on our, uh, to our, our planet. Basically the, uh, the origin of life. So they're looking for, for, for ties with that. So cool. Um, you know, I've been kind of go off on a, a little tangent here. I've been reading, reading a little bit about the origin of life. We did it. We did an episode of the origin of life. Uh, I want to say that was like our, uh, one of our greatest works back in, uh, when was that? When did we do that origin of life episode? I'm looking it up now. Must've been three years ago. I'm not origins we... of life on earth episode 86 back in March of 21. Ooh, I'm not saying we Jeez. solved it, but we came close. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I was just reading something talking about how life could have started on. We didn't talk about this in the origins of life episode. We kept it local on earth, but I was just reading something about how it's a hypothesis, right? But how life like life could have started on Mars, right? So in the early in the early solar system, the sun wasn't stable, right? Yeah. Like and so the, the Earth could have panspermia. Panspermia, basically, yeah, yeah. So there, like, we didn't have an ozone layer, and just the the ultraviolet light coming off the sun could have been, you know, it, it was it was it, it fluctuated a lot. It was it wasn't steady, and it just would have been a pretty harsh place. So the hypothesis says, well, what if life originated on mars and we know that there have been impacts on mars that shot martian rock over to, to earth we have martian rock you know we found it in um antarctica what if there was you know life on martian rock and it got shot over to earth and that's you know i i i, I was i was i was actually reading that on an airplane right i was reading a book and they're, they're kind of talking about just kind of throwing out the hypothesis hypothesis fun thought experiment you know and I actually had to put the book down while I was on the airplane. I was just like, this is kind of blowing my mind right now. I just need to give this like just a couple minutes. I need to just kind of put the book down and just let this thing sink in because it was just like, geez, oh me. It's like, how do people come up with this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, mind altering. Hallucinogenics, yes, <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, it, but when you say it out loud, it's like, hey, that could happen. You know, Mars was smaller; they could have had that dynamo effect faster, which would have created their own magnetic sphere, which would have protected them from the radiation of the sun. Not necessarily an ozone layer, but they would have had a maybe a magnetosphere. Who knows? Who knows? I don't yep. know. I just like reading about it. Yeah. But uh, uh, so, anyways, that's what they're uh, with this with this thing here is is what they're looking for. The guardians. Uh, uh, the wait, what'd you say? The the resolution. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joydies. Yeah. Sorry, Joydies, I, said, yeah, I think yeah. I said Jardies. Joydies. Yeah, I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they got Giardi on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh well, what? <laughs> uh, do you guys want to hazard a guess as to how many feet they've drilled with this ship? Oh, since like it's since the ship was like retrofitted yeah. for use. Oh, yeah. How long? What has it? Has Dude. it been 
30 years? Um, I think Steve's Steve's crunching the numbers right now as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to say it was only like 2004 or something. Oh, is that? I Because I... what was the original one before that? The Joydies? Wasn't there? Yeah, what was it? It was. Um... Um, blanking on the. Because uh... this goes back to the Howard yeah. Hughes company, right? Yeah. That it, was. It, uh... it was renamed the Joydies Resolution in 96. Okay. I don't know Sorry. when its first yeah, I don't know when its first mission was. Okay, then the the company that owns the ship. Yeah. Right? They're linked back to Howard Hughes. Is that what it is? Y- yeah. I think so, yeah. With the Glomar Explorer. Glomar yes. Explorer. That's what it was. I could not think yeah. of the name of I that cannot confirm it. nor deny that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, yeah. I think we've definitely talked about that on the podcast. That's where that phrase comes from. Yeah. yeah. Um and then the company that owns that ship, then I believe, I hope I'm not screwing the story up, believe that they they took over the Joydies resolution, but they it was retrofitted for scientific research. It wasn't made just for scientific research. Yeah. Like yes. one of, yeah, it was retro. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a drill. But yeah, some of the original legacy, the Deep Ocean Explorer was the Glomar Challenger, mm-hmm. which was part of this. Which the integrated ocean drilling program. That's it. Yeah. 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 So Steve, what's the answer? How much has this thing? Uh, come on. Drilled? Just give me a guess. I'm going to say, uh, man, I'm going to say. You can we, either give it to me in meters, you, feet, or African elephants. I'll go, I'll go meters. I'll say 160,000 meters. Chris, what do you guess? Man, I'm going to say 500,000 meters. Jesse, 148. 148,000 meters. Wait, what, what, what did Jesse close. say? What was your He said guess? 160. Wow. So he was within 12,000 meters. Winter chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> now that's that's uh, total penetration cord end drilled. Cord interval, interval where they actually got recovery was 103,000 meters. That's about right. Uh, yeah. that's a, where, where are they keeping all that, man? So uh, I believe Texas A&M. Well, Texas A&M is a science operator, but one of the main repositories is actually Rutgers. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we, so I've, I've worked on a lot of Joydee's resolution core. They, uh, they, at at least the last like a hundred missions or so, each mission has like its own little emblem sticker, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty neat. Like University of Delaware has one. The deep yeah. dive. Deep dive. Um, yeah, one of my main cores for my PhD was, I think, was it true? No, it was, it was an IODP, but it was an onshore mission. 174AX. Ah, good old one. <laughs> yeah, who, who couldn't forget that one, right? Yeah. What is this one? The name of this core is... Uh, U one six zero one C. That's unforgettable. <laughs> so, okay, where is Atlantis? I see you, Atlantis Massif. Where is it? Well, it is. It couldn't be more center in the North Atlantic Ocean if you tried. Like it is smack dab in the middle of the North Atlantic Ocean. It's right there on the Mid Atlantic Ridge, so that's that's the middle of the ocean. Uh, 
So what's the closest landmass? Iceland? Uh, no, not Iceland. No, no, no. Uh, um, Portugal? I'm seeing an island. I think they said something about the Azores. They made some kind of, in this article here, Some I'm not seeing it right now, but... uh, Yeah. I there. There's some uh, an island called Ponta Delgada. Uh, it's a Portuguese oh, island. Yeah, you've never partied until you party oh, in Ponta Delgada. It's yeah. I, I see the Azores now. It's about the same line of latitude as the Azores. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's just it's just like it's kind of out there in the middle of nowhere. It's the Mid Atlantic um, Ridge for you. It's right in the middle. Hence the name. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait a minute! I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, they said no. that they set out from Ponta Delgada in Portugal's Azores Island. Okay. It still looks like it's pretty far from the Azores. It so that it's like half the Azores are I guess like halfway between the center of the ocean and Portugal. Yeah, it's between it's essentially like between the Azores and Bermuda. It's right in the middle. Yeah, so like how do you restock? How do you change shift? not shifts but like you go out for a month or two and then you come back yeah but how like via helicopter boat no no the ship goes out the and ship you're on sails out. Oh, okay ship back yeah. okay yeah where a so ship like, goes from one spot and then keeps on going to another spot yeah depending on where if, the next mission is and like uh, some big missions that they've done like the gulf drilling for chicxulub they pro- I assume they have relief ships, ships that come out. Okay. So, that, 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 yeah, that was my question. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think that would be cool to go out and drill for a month but yeah. or two, but not sure how my family would feel about that, but <laughs> it sounds awesome. I hear from, from people that have done the work on that ship, it's, it could be a little taxing. It can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you're 12 you're, you're hours on. on you're, you're, all, you're, you're always 12 on hours on. And then you're 12 hours off is what my understanding is. Yeah. You got to really like the science. <laughs> it's not, I would say it's, it's not for everyone. If it's for you. Awesome. Um, but um, some people love it, but it's uh, yeah. You either love it or, or it's brutal. <laughs> so let's, um, Let's talk about the uh, the moho for a second. You guys ever hear this term? Of course you did. Um, or my look, favorite Serbian mathematician, Andres Mohorovicic. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? He's not my favorite. Oh. Yeah. Who's uh, your favorite then? Milankovic. <laughs> was he Serbian? Uh, shoot. No, I guess he was Yugoslavian. Back when uh-huh. Yugoslavia was no, no before because that was pre-Yugoslavia. Shoot, all right, never mind. Where is Milankovic from? We're gonna, we're gonna come back to this. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll talk for a little bit. You somebody figure out where where Milankovic is from. What's what's Milankovic's first name? Sure. We're gonna find this out. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's all these great scientists, and we just know their last name. You don't. It's just like, you know, like. Oh, it, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Mo, uh, Milankovic might have been Serbian. I'll look it up. Moho was Croatian. My bad. Croatian. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he was he was he he was born when Croatia was part of the Austrian Empire, and died. <clears throat> uh, I guess 
he died in the kingdom of Yugoslavia. So when the lines were moving around a lot for those boundaries. Yeah. Who were so, uh, Milankovic? Yeah, uh, Mil- Militon Milankovic was Serbian. Militon, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like you see the first name, but you can never remember the first name. So know? he was Serbian. He was Serbian, yeah. Okay, yeah. He so also, he's my favorite Serbian mathematician. Also was born <laughs> when it was part of the Austrian Empire and died in U- Yugoslavia. See? So, so they are connected. There you go. The more yeah, you know. I, I just don't want to piss anybody off. That's all. I know. I've, <laughs> uh, we've offended all of the Balkans. So <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to admit something, right? I'm not perfect. I screw up a lot. <gasps> and you shut your mouth, Chris. I, I know. I know. I've been studying geology now for uh, half I don't your know, life. Say, 20 probably half my yeah half my life close to 20 years now all right i cannot pronounce moho's last name i've Mo- tried to say one more time jesse mohoro vasidich yeah mohoro vasidich mohoro it is because it's a tricky one it's a yeah, tricky, it's like I, like b-i-c-i with the but there's uh, accent the carrot there's There's a a reason why we call it the moho yeah Yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of little accents from the c's that americans are not used to pronouncing yeah yeah. (laughs) nor most people know how to pronounce but moho you're you're fine okay (laughs) anyways um he discovered uh this boundary in the earth in 1909 and so you uh, studying seismology and basically was uh, studying how fast the seismic waves are moving through the earth. Um, this is what seismologists are really, really good at. And noticed that uh, at the, the surface of the earth, seismic waves are traveling at a certain speed. But then once you get on in depth all over the globe, they travel faster. And so if you know anything about, you know, just seismic waves, it's it's just sound, just just low frequency sound. Um, and what he figured out was mantle or you know, basically figured out this boundary between the um this this we call like low velocity rock, like stuff like the crust. Um, the crust, yeah. And then the call this 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 uh, this continuity called the the moho, which is that line. That's like that's like the start of the mantle. Uh, sound the seismic waves or sound moves faster through this rock. It's more dense. So there's just this like this density change. It's like a line basically, and uh, and so that we call it the moho, and that that's that's where that that name comes from. Just wrap your mind around this. This was in 1909. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Like, how, how many, first of all, how many seismographs could there have been on the planet that you could <laughs> study this across the whole planet? You you can actually see, you can look up a picture of, <clears throat> like, his hand-drawn, you see the, the, the travel time curves, P, P wave and S wave curves, where he's notating them, looking at travel time from seismograms. That's insane. Man. Sometimes you learn about this stuff and it makes me feel so insignificant. <laughs> oh, what have I done with my life? Um, God, I, mean, I, so I guess I am part of the premier geology podcast. So 
Well, there you go. I Don't got, sell yourself I, short, Steve. I got all right? that going you were, for me. You were, you were, uh, you know, setting your legacy right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, have a little, you know, come on, Steve. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Moho. Yeah. So that if you want to, if you want to punch through into the, into the mantle, you have to cross this line called, called the Moho. Um. So, um, you know, that that's kind of like you said, kind of getting back to like it's like the holy the holy grail of geology. So if you want to be considered, if you want to if you want to achieve that holy grail, um, it's still out there. You can still do it. Um, so I, I do have a question, something I've yes. never thought about until three seconds ago. Does the moho thin or or slash go away at ridges? Yeah, yes. And actually there's spots sorry, I don't there's spots like on shields, like really old crust, where you actually can't even detect the moho. Okay. Probably because it's so deep. But yeah, you, you can look and it's one of the ways we sort of think about age of crust is looking at the depth of the moho or you know, you can um it is it isn't uniform. Gotcha. Kind of moves around. So, uh, sorry, that wasn't on our perfectly formatted outline. That was just something oh. that popped into my head. But yeah, uh, talk about perfectly formatted outlines, Steve. I, I will. I'd like to thank our generous sponsor, the Formatting Formula, formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula for all of your Word document formatting needs. Um, I, I talk to the Formatting Formula frequently just because I. I can, and I'm lazy and don't want to learn word. Um, but they do all kinds of thesis for people all over the place. So um, if you have a, a thesis and you have to format figures, uh, footnotes, headers, I, I don't know, anything, uh, they, they're you know really, really adept and quick and have fast turnaround for all that stuff. So Please check them out, formattingformula.com, but make sure you tell them the geology flannel casting. Yeah. Um, thank you, Steve. So, all right. Question for a uh, uh, hypothetical, not, well, I wouldn't say even a hypothetical question, but so the, this, these rock cores have been extracted from the Atlantis massif. Um, they're pritatite, which we already said that that's like a, one of the main the most common types of rock that comes from the upper mantle. However, these samples have been altered because of their exposure to seawater. Mm. All right. So it's not like uh, there's some, uh, you know, some contamination, some contamination. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, one of the things that they're looking into with this project is how closely like basically how similar is this stuff to what's actually in the mantle? And is this, is this really, is this truly mantle or is it lower crust or, you know, so um, that's, uh, that's some of the things that they're uh, looking into. Um, It's it's not a, it's not, it's not not like a cut and dry thing. And, um, and another thing is, uh, when you're going in from the crust of the mantle, like we always talk about this, this like moho line, right? 
it's not like you know you're drilling, drilling all of a sudden, then you hit a certain depth and boom, everything changes. No, no, no. It's actually a bit of a gradual transition. All right, so it's it's not like a like this like dead set line in the earth. It's it's a bit of a of a of a transition um, going in going in from the from the crust to the mantle, which which should be expected. You know, it's very rarely in in the sciences do you ever see these like just these stark like boom one thing it's one thing and then all of a sudden it just completely switches over to the next thing so um anyways uh some of the uh some of the more uh oh i'm sorry i should say that it looks like this might be a little bit of lower crust slash upper mantle rock maybe a, a bit of a mix of it that uh that's been uh retrieved from these cores so um you know, it, lo- it sounds like it's uh these these uh this group has uh has their work cut out for them. There's gonna be a lot of work um looking at this rock. And uh, you know, I think we're gonna learn a lot of information. This is a really cool, um, really cool project, and uh I can't even imagine what it costs. Did we ever talk about the numbers associated with these things? Like uh how much it costs to, yeah, to run just, one of these ships like this. Well, <laughs> so I can't even imagine. So to put it in perspective, just on land, uh, you know, to drill normally and you're, you're not trying to recover any rock, you know, it's hundreds of dollars a foot. But if you want to recover core, then it's like four times as much. And that's on land. And we're talking you know, a thousand feet or less, you know, when you're talking to an oil rig drilling on land, you're, you're talking like one to $10 million, depending upon how deep and everything like that. So that's on land. So you're doing this stuff on the ocean. Some of those uh, oil rigs in the ocean are $2 million. It's like crazy. Yeah. This. So, so I, can, I, I got the number. Oh, what are you going to say, uh, Jesse? I was going to give you the number, but you got it. Let's compare numbers. I got $134,000 a day. Oh, so annually the Joides resolution costs $72 million to operate. Huh. But they're not drilling every day. No, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. operating. And the NSF yeah. provides 40, $48 million of that. Gotcha. It provides the rest. So when they're, they got all like, like other European countries. Other, and- yeah, Texas okay. AM is the main operator. But, and so that, are they a the re- smooth operator? You can only suspect. Well, not anymore. I don't know if we want to go there yet. No. <laughs> um. So yeah, one hundred and thirty-four. That and that's, but that's when they're drill the days that they're drilling. I and still, I mean, like even when you're not drilling, you have fuel. You have a a huge. I mean, what do you think? Like a hundred to two hundred people on the Joydes resolution. Dude, seventy-eight million a year. That's all I have to say, man. That's a lot of freaking money. That is a lot. (laughs) Um, There's, I mean, they have everything. You have cooks, you have people like just, you know, mechanics and custodial services. Yeah. Like people doing laundry and, and all that. Like it's, you have a, a, a mini city floating around. So it's, uh, you know, uh, that's basically what it costs to keep my house running for a year. $78 million. So I, <laughs> okay. 
I was way off by the number of people that can be on the Jewity's resolution. Is it like forty? I am. Which is what's that? Forty. Uh, fifty scientists and uh. Oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. Read this wrong. Uh, it consists of fifty scientists and technicians and sixty-five crew members. So a little okay. over a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, but then you, you have to feed a hundred people a day. You got to feed a hundred people a day. Yeah. 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 And well, let's uh, so let's go into the. Uh, we go to the sad news about the Joy's resolution. I think, I think it's time. Yeah. All good things must come to an end. And in 2024, this mighty ship will be retired. Is it ju- just a cost thing? Yeah, it was. It was supposed to. So their their mission directive was supposed to go out to the 2028, but then they just in planning for the next fiscal year, um, they decided to to pull it offline. If I won the uh, billion dollar mega ball, I would have. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) part of it is like the ship is old at this point. It was 78. I think it was laid. Um, And so they're going to try and I think part of it is like the cost is going up for, for all of the operations. And so they're going to reevaluate the mission objectives. Um, and so like, you know, how they want to continue doing this. And I think the Europeans and the Japanese are actually building a mission purpose ship right now. Ah, nice. So way to pick up our slack. Yeah. Appreciate you. (laughs) And they're, they're thinking about trying to decide if they want to build their own ship as well. That is sad. All good things must come to an end. We talked about, uh, we said that she started in 1984. She was originally um, an oil exploration drill ship. It was converted to a scientific drilling vessel in 1984. And the first scientific expedition was in the Gulf of Mexico in 85. Was that the Chicxulub stuff, perhaps? No, no, no. Chicxulub was way after because they didn't even discover it in Chicxulub until 90 something. It was like, was it okay? 89. Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was well, well after um, the Alvarez's hypothesis because that was gotcha. part of the issue that they, they hypothesized because they found <clears throat> the iridium, the iridium. Layer in 81, but there was no crater. So where's it at? It does not fit. You must have quit. Yeah. What they said. Johnny Cochran. God rest his soul. Yeah. So anyways, that's. uh, Chicxulub impact timing for reference was episode 130 back in March of 2022. Just saying. Good old Chicxulub. So, um, anyways, that's where that's where that story is at. So, I guess to kind of recap, uh, we got over the Joyce Resolution Group had brought back over four thousand feet of mantle rock, which is really really cool. 
Uh, we can learn a lot about that. Specifically, people are going to be investigating the origin of life, uh, seeing if there's anything going on with the chemical reactions between the rock and the mantle and water. And it's really expensive to drill in the ocean. And you need a lot of people. And <laughs> pretty much wraps it up. It was the record there, the original, the original record for uh, the previous record for how, uh, the deepest drilled into mantle rock was a tenth of a mile, roughly 500 feet. And this crew knocked it out of the park with over 4,000 feet. So good job to everyone. Woo. This year. And um, that's all I got for today, guys. Uh, well, <laughs> I kind of wraps we, it up for, for drilling into mantle rock. So, I, hey. I, I know challenge that... every listener out there right now to obtain that holy grail of geology. Let's drill into the mantle. Come on, everyone. We got this. All right. We need slightly more than $78 million a year. Slightly. Well, if we only do it once, think about it. Just like, True. Uh, yeah. You know, All right. Let's just, let's just go $100 million because we're going to need a month we to might drill need down new, that 4000 Yeah, but we feet. might need a new ship. Ships don't come cheap. No. <laughs> well, you can get some old buckets of rust pretty cheap. I mean, anyway. We'll try. We'll figure it out. We'll look for like used oil drilling vessels. There you go. Uh, my I deepest. Think... Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I think that it's time that uh, the scientific community needs to stop uh, getting secondhand ships from the oil industry. And we need to start building ours from like, you know, we need fresh, we need funding for like fresh ships. These, you know, what do you guys think? Come on, let's give us, let's give us a, like, you know, a new ship. I like yeah. it. It'll last longer. Not asking for much. There's like a, new, a new oceanic drilling vessel for research. It'll make everyone's, it'll enrich everyone's life, all of humanity, just for the sake of science. I think this is something that we should get behind. Everyone should get behind this. There you go. Let's stop subsidizing the oil company so we can build our own research vessel. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I like it. How to build a research vessel? No. No. Someone who does. Uh, But what I really want to know is uh, what song is Jesse going to take us out on? All right. Hold on. Hold on. We got a couple things to say before. Oh, all right. Sorry, we got, we, we got some uh, some business to do real fast. <laughs> it's number one, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, very appreciative uh, of of you listening to the episode. Uh, what number is this, Steve? What what is this? I, I was just looking that up, and I want to say we're in the one sixties. In the one my, my spreadsheet is not up to date. All you gotta so. do is go to geologyflinalcast.com. It's very Sorry. simple. And you too. Come on, I looked up all those other episodes pretty well. I uh, one sixty two. One sixty two. Uh episode one sixty two. So uh, thank you everyone for getting through episode one sixty two. Let's get we're very appreciative. Um uh, and um Hope you come stick around for episode uh, 163. Uh, if you like the podcast a lot, uh, you can a couple different ways you can help out the podcast, uh, help support us. We have a Patreon, like we said earlier, uh, patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. Uh, we have some merch 
up on the the uh, geologyflannelcast.com site. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. And I don't know, Twitter just like, ah, it just flows off the tongue, you know? X is just kind of like, it's a little awkward. I think it's going to take some time to get used to no, X. I just keep thinking DMX. I'm, DMX, I was yeah. just about to say that. Just about to say that. Rest in peace. Pour one out for my homie. I refuse to call it X. <laughs> Jesse deactivated his X account. Did. So No more. No muss. I've had an X account since 2007, I think. <laughs> what? Yeah, like when it first came out. User uh, two. <laughs> yeah. uh, you and Jack hanging out. Goodness yeah, gracious. a friend of mine was like, this thing's going to be big. And I remember signing on and be like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> remember like back in the day, it was like, you would just say what you're doing. Like, yep. Doing laundry exactly. right now, you know? Yep. So it was, anyway, it wasn't the, uh, the town square, the, the virtual town square that it is now. The, so anyways, uh, uh, but anyway, so if you can't help us out on Patreon, tell a friend, man. Just tell a friend. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we also have like uh, you know you don't have to break the bank either. We got like some stickers and stuff like that on the the website. Uh, got some coffee mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, all that stuff. But yes, Steve is right. Just tell a friend if you like it. Call up your best friend. Just say hey. Just listen to Geology Flannelcast. Be a good friend. Go. So, uh, with that, the moment everyone's been waiting for, Jesse. What song you got for us today? Well, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Okay, so one earlier is that is that a pun like mantle pressure and <laughs> oh that would have been Steve that would have been perfect. Uh, should yeah, <laughs> it's better than mine. For whatever reason, I was thinking about the ocean and the song that got lodged in my head is uh, "Yellow Submarine" by the Beatles. Okay, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. It's not not my best work. Now, anyway, <laughs> yes. Well, thank thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to our Patreons who are listening live. We appreciate you. Um, and uh, we'll catch you later. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you. Bye. Thanks for stopping. Bye.